If you didn't hear last week's episode, my interview and basically conversation with Desi Cresswell, this is one you're going to want to go back and listen to. Yes, it is longer than our normal episodes because there was so much good information to share. It's a must listen to because designers, we suffer from this overwhelm, this need to please, and how best to become the CEO of our own businesses. But you'd also miss the fact that I made an offer to each of you listening. And in fact, several of you have already taken me up on it. So I don't want you all to miss out on this opportunity. And that is to get a free consult call with me. I hear from lots of you through DMs and emails. But for those I get on a call, we can cover so much more. It's such an easier conversation. The topics ebb and flow and a lot more gets accomplished in a 20-minute span. So in order to take me up on this opportunity, I'm asking for everyone to rate and review this podcast. It is a simple algorithm trick, and we can't beat algorithms. But the more reviews and rates that this podcast gets, the more people see the podcast. And my goal is to reach as many designers as possible to share this information so that we can all elevate our businesses in the construction management world. So if you will rate and review this podcast, take a screenshot of it and email it to me. I will send you a link for my calendar to set up a 20-minute call with me. We can talk about whatever is most pressing to you in the moment. The last call I had, the designer was working through a new project, what to do in the interviewing process, how to follow back up with the architect and the contractor, and how to sell her services to the client. It was a really important time for her to nail it right out of the gate, and I'm thrilled to say that she did it. But that's not all we have to talk about. We can talk about whatever issues you're currently working through and get you back on track with a plan that you can take action on immediately. So again, rate and review the podcast, take a quick screenshot, email it to me, and I will send you the link you need to get on my calendar for a 20-minute call. It's as easy as that, and I thank you in advance. Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. So keeping with the topic of overwhelm, because we are about to go into the crazy, busy holiday season. And if you're listening to this podcast on the day it launches, October 4th, we have big topics to discuss on how to finish strong in this calendar year, not only for your projects and clients, but for you and your firm. So let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. 
So like I said, today, if you're listening on day one, it's October 4th. And while we can have a very lengthy discussion about what the hell happened to September, the fact remains we are now in October staring down the barrel to the end of the year. And what I want to tell designers listening and even homeowners listening is today is the day you will not take on any new projects until 2023. Okay. I've said it, and I'm sure you're like, what? Okay, here's the deal. Today is the day that you give yourself permission to have a productive end of year without the mayhem and the chaos by taking on new projects. Now, I'm going to go into that in a minute. But first, let me say, if you have projects that are scheduled to be you know, starting in November, what have you, then of course you see those through. I am talking about new inquiry calls, right? An email, a DM, or a phone call. Hey, I'd really like to talk to you about my project and your services, all of that. That's what we're talking about. Because frankly, I have two projects starting in November. And while I'm not thrilled about it, that's just the way timing goes. And the reason I'm not thrilled about it is nothing to do with the project and everything to do with the calendar. And that's what I want to talk about. So again, if today is October 4th, I'm going to freak you out a little and tell you that you have 51 days or seven weeks until Thanksgiving. You have 82 days or 11 and a half weeks until Christmas. That's it. Now you may be thinking, gee, 82 days, that's a lot, or 11 and a half weeks, that's a lot. Well, think about a standard bathroom renovation can run anywhere between eight to 12 weeks with COVID, you might add another week or two in there. So as of right now, if that client started the project today, you still wouldn't be completing it unless you truly got lucky before Christmas. So think about that right now before you take on any new client calls. Okay, so what does this mean, right? You have seven weeks until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. In my world, I can't get a hold of anyone, contractor, clients, who name it, after, say, Tuesday afternoon, the week of Thanksgiving. And then there are no return calls until the following Monday. So you've basically lost three full days, sometimes more. If my clients have school-age kids, I don't hear from them the entire week, let alone do they want contractors in and out of their house with their kids home from school if they're college age or older, or if they're entertaining and they're having 20 people for dinner and six of them are staying in the house. It becomes a no work zone real fast and there are no exceptions. So when you're planning out and what I had to do, planning out these renovation projects that are starting in November, all of that has to come into play. And so, of course, the first question to everyone in your world is, when are you on vacation, right? My contractor takes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off of Thanksgiving week. The plumber, he says he takes off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because he entertains. The client, she said she has college-age kids coming home, and she really doesn't want much work, let alone messy work, that entire week. So everything had to be planned accordingly. Taking out an entire week of a construction schedule has a tremendous domino effect on the rest of the weeks on projects that would be run 
outside of these major holiday months. And then what happens a few weeks later? Christmas comes and the whole world shuts down, right? This year, Christmas is on a Sunday. So chances are most people will take Monday off, but I can bet you that most people will disappear maybe on that Thursday or Friday before trying to eke out more days off as they should for a vacation. Now, again, you're going to have to go through all of this with clients. When are your kids home? When are you on vacation? Are you traveling? Are you entertaining? All of these variables add to the complexity of a normal renovation project, which has tons of moving parts. Then again, you have to go through the vacation schedules for your contractors and the subcontractors and which are the messy parts that you don't really want to deal with right up against when you know your client is having company, whether it be kids or adults coming home. You just don't want to add to the aggravation that a construction project always creates for your homeowner. Now, did you notice that I haven't mentioned you? When are you taking vacation? Personally, for Thanksgiving, I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No questions asked. I don't make any exceptions to that. That is my time off to be with my family. And for Christmas, I take off that entire week between Christmas and New Year's. Again, no questions asked, no apologies made. That's time for my family. And I will likely try to shut down the Wednesday before Christmas because I have kids young enough that are going to want to be doing Christmas activities beforehand. So you see, this is an important component to weigh in if you get a new client call. Now, you're probably assuming I'm going to go to, we'll just push them off till January. And that's partly true. But learn from my mistakes in the past because what can happen before you realize it, is you have pushed off too many people to January, then you can possibly start in January, right? If you have four people call you in the next three months and say, I'd like to talk to you about working on a project, and you say, I'll call you in January, well, can you actually handle that workload in January? Because, of course, you have ongoing work. So my suggestion always is to vet your clients with a phone call. Now. I know I've talked about this before. I'm in Facebook groups for designers, and there's a lot of talk recently about charging for an initial consultation meeting in the house. And I found it fascinating, the comments back and forth about how individual designers have managed it. And it was about 50-50 as far as whether they charge for their time or whether they consider that an investment in a project, right? And so they don't charge for that time. Well, let me tell you what I do. I don't go to a home in order to vet my clients. It is an enormous amount of time. Let's say the meeting is an hour, but takes you 15, 20 minutes each way. You've just blown two hours just to figure out if they are a good fit for you. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, they're going to be ones that aren't a good fit. And that's not time you can get back. So what I would recommend and what I do for my own clients is I set up a phone call, 15, 20-minute call. You can go through your vetting process, but you are able to skip the, let me show you my whole house. Let me tell you stories about my life. Let me tell you my hopes and dreams and all of that. None of that comes into play until you decide that the client is a good fit for you. And homeowners listening, this is not 
a bad thing. You don't want to waste your time by inviting designers into your home only to find out that there's no connection or you don't like their fee structure or they don't want to work with you. I mean, it's just an awkward situation. And trust me, I've done those meetings in the past and realized that actually it benefits both the designer and the homeowner to do it over the phone, right? I mean, if homeowner is allowed to hang up that phone and say, Ugh, I don't think we really gelled. I, I don't want to work with this designer. Guess what? No more phone calls need to be made. Maybe a quick email thanking the designer for their time and you've moved on with your life, right? And gone to the next designer that you wanted to interview. But if you're in the home, it's this uncomfortable, I can tell you from firsthand, it's an uncomfortable feeling when both parties just know it's not going to work out. So again, what I would tell you to do is don't just push everybody off till January. Go ahead, take the time in your schedule now to make the phone calls, to vet the clients, to make sure that it's a good fit. And by good fit, I mean, do you have a rapport? Do you get a feeling that you could work with this client? Is the scope of work something that you can manage? that you want to take on? Is it too big or too small? These are issues that come into play when you make a professional decision whether to take on the work. Next, what is their timing? Does that work for your schedule and your current projects? You never want to compromise an existing client and the quality that you can offer them by taking on too many new projects too soon. And frankly, I explain that to people who call me and kind of balk at the fact that I'm not able to take them on for whatever the number of months are. They want a service. They are hiring a luxury service from a designer. And the only way it's going to work is if they get my full attention. And therefore, the only way they get my full attention is if I'm balancing my schedule properly. So again, the holiday months, I take time off. That is important to me. And frankly, I would encourage the rest of you listening to take time off as well. Recharge your batteries. Get those creative juices flowing again. But know that it will restrict the time that you have to work on your current projects. So taking on new projects at this time is a poor business decision. It really does come down to that. And frankly, I have never had a prospective client be disappointed that I can't work with them right away when I explain to them the why. Of course, they want my full attention. Of course, they want the luxury services that I provide. Now, again, I will do the phone call. We will start a conversation. We will build the rapport that is needed so that when I do go out to their home, see the site, see their existing conditions, meet them in person, there's already a rapport that we can build on. It is really an important component that I think more designers need to take advantage of beyond the fact that giving away your time for free doesn't benefit you nor the client because then it sets an expectation that there may be free work from you at some other point in the time that you're working together. And I would never advocate for that because, again, we do this for a living. This is a paid service that we are offering to clients. It is not because we enjoy designing. It is not because it is a hobby and something that is fun for us to do. Now, I'm hoping that you enjoy it along the way, but this is 
a professional service that you're offering. And that needs to be conveyed, not only through words, but through actions. And this is a way that you can convey that message through your actions. Now, the other thing I want to bring up, and I will do an episode closer to the holidays, particularly end of year, Christmas, is your contractors. There's always a debate It lights up in Facebook groups closer to the holidays, but I thought I would bring it up since we're talking about the holidays now, and that is end-of-year gifts or Christmas gifts or things on that that level. And I'm only going to speak from my personal experience. The women I work for in New York City, they always provided a gift for the contractors. Now, I'm not saying they provided a gift for every contractor on the job site. Depending on the size of the project, if there was a supervisor, he got a gift. If there was a contractor and there was a smaller project and there was you know, a plumber and electrician, they may have each gotten a gift, but it was a smaller gift, right? Because you were then buying three or four of them. And again, the women I worked for always sent the client a gift. So that was what I was accustomed to. And so when I started my business, I continued that tradition for several reasons. One, I'm a gift giver. As one of my closest friends says, that's my love language, right? I love to give gifts. I love to see people smile. And two, it's a token of my appreciation, not only to my client for obviously hiring me and trusting me with their project, but to the contractors for allowing me to be a team member, for that collaboration that we have built, the rapport and the great things that we've accomplished on the project up until that point, and then again in the future. So I don't want anyone freaking out now going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? This is what I do. And you are more than happy to duplicate it wherever you are. I like to support small businesses. Obviously, I am a small business. So I go to my local florist. And usually end of November, I will go and I will sit down. I will take my client list and I will say, I have X number of clients that I want to send something to. And now this woman and I know each other, this florist, and I have known each other for years. And she and I will brainstorm. Some years, it's a pretty poinsettia. Some years, it's a beautiful orchid. Some years, it's a little tree with ornaments. If I have clients that don't celebrate Christmas, I'm sensitive to that. And therefore, they may get an orchid and not a poinsettia or things of that nature. It is a token. It is a lovely gesture. And my florist usually puts a little you know, zhuzhing on it to make it look festive and creative. I've had some clients rebloom the things that I've given them and they just think it's fantastic. I don't give something large enough that they feel compelled to put it, say, on the dining room table because most of my clients, they want to do that on their own or they have a florist that comes in. I usually give them something small enough that can be on their kitchen table, their kitchen island, their family room table. It's just enough to say, I'm thinking of you. I appreciate the work we're doing together and I'm wishing you happy holidays. Now for the contractor, those can vary a lot, but again, I like to support small businesses. So for my meat eating contractors, I have a sausage company that I love in Virginia near where my family is from, and I will send him a box of sausage. And quite frankly, I think I'm going to have to send them to him for pretty much the rest of my life because he anticipates and expects it. And I think his New Year's tradition is based on this sausage. 
but I don't always know my contractors that well. And so a bottle of wine, a gift certificate to a restaurant in town, you know, those are the kinds of things that, again, not large ticket items, but it shows the appreciation that you have for the work and the collaboration that the two of you are bringing to this project. And frankly, I just think it's a nice thing to do. But again, that's my love language. I do have designer friends who will give cash. I've just never been a cash person. I prefer to give gifts. But regardless, whatever makes you feel more comfortable, I have never seen a downside to me doing this. And so I would highly encourage designers to do this as well. But again, it is not a large ticket item. It's not something that needs to be reciprocated. And I always say that. I say, I was thinking of you. I want to wish you a happy holidays. And I appreciate working together. I look forward to the new year and whatever, keeping this project going, finishing it up, whatever the case may be in that moment. But these are ways that you can professionally appreciate the people that are helping you bring your client's project to fruition. Because as we all know, we are only as good as the team that we're a part of. No designer is 100% responsible for any renovation project, right? That's just ridiculous. There's too many of us on this team. So a small acknowledgement of this team at the right time is appropriate. And I highly recommend that you adopt that into your year-end planning. So, okay, again, it's October 4th. Designers listening, I want you to manage new client inquiry calls between now and the end of the year better than you may have in the past. I want you to do phone call vetting. And if they do seem to be a good fit, I want you to schedule them for January. But be thinking, okay, they said they were ready for their project in March. Okay, then start sort of plotting that out in your calendar. Not hard and fast because, frankly, you haven't gotten the job yet but start plotting that out. So if the next three calls also want to start in March, now you've got a juggling game that you're going to have to manage. But don't take on any new clients between now and the end of the year. You just will not have the bandwidth to do it well. And I would much rather you push off a client till January, explain the why, and start fresh, start strong, because that is what will get you the referrals for the next projects. And then again, plan your vacations. And I forgot to mention, I always notify my clients at the beginning of December about my vacation schedule so that there's no questions. It's not in passing, on a job site, on a phone call. It's an email. It's very brief, to the point. I send it to all my clients. These are the days I will be out. Whether I can or can't be reached depends on the year. And therefore, they have it and their expectations are set. And honestly, most of the time, they're like, I'm away too, or I'm off too. And more often than not, I get good for you. I hope you enjoy the time with your family. So stay transparent, stay proactive, and make sure that the end of the year is something that can be managed without you losing your mind, overloading your schedule, and therefore disappointing clients. And then again, I would encourage you to adopt my practice of giving end of year gifts, whether it is for a holiday or whether it's for end of year, it's a nice token of appreciation to those who have been working with you on the team and sets a wonderful tone for the new year. 
So I know there was a lot of information and I'm still struggling with the fact that there's 82 days between now and Christmas. And of course, I'm already feeling behind with my two children. So this is why it is critical for you to manage your client load now so that you can get through the coming weeks that we all know will be zany crazy, whether you have children at home or not, with all of the other activities that aren't a part of the rest of the year. So as always, if this brings up more questions and answers, please feel free to reach out to me through email or DM. I am happy to go into any of this further. And if you have your own traditions, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to share other ideas that designers have come up with along the way. Because as I said, my traditions are based on the women that I work for. They're based on the habits that I saw in other firms. So obviously there's other ways of accomplishing this same gesture. And I'd love to hear from those of you who have other practices. But until then, I can't thank you enough for your time today. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.